Hey guys, it's Mad Fanatics Podcast. Uh, best shows of 2018. Let's do this. And yep. we have guest star Adelohanik on the pod. Konnichiwa. Hey yo. Just got back from Japan, fresh from Tokyo. Jet lagged as fuck. Jet lagged. Couldn't miss this one. And had tequila. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> going to be an interesting one. Oh yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so we're breaking down the uh, top five shows that we've been to during the year. Yeah. We've gone to a couple of shows together, though, which were super fun. And I I feel like we need to do a lot more because this yeah. was a good... How many... What what have we seen together? Pale Waves twice. Pale Waves twice. twice. The guy at the Who? cemetery. Not, not Death Cab, but the other... I don't remember his name. Nope, that was not that year. It wasn't that year. No, that was a long time ago. God, I keep thinking. <laughs> I know this James year. Vincent McMorrow. No, yeah, yeah. that was okay. last year. The guy at the thing. But, death, but we did see, yeah. <laughs> death Cab. Death Cab. That was great. Yeah, that was the best show. Um, Poppy. Poppy. Halloween. Poppy. Will Poppy. So good. Did he ever? Did she ever find her microphone? I don't think she did. Okay, I was just <laughs> curious. <laughs> I think it was floating somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's a gnarly show. I don't, yeah, it really I don't was. Know. Yeah, it was. It was very unique. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was in costume because it was Halloween, and yeah. her fans are super uh, dedicated. Dedicated, mm-hmm. and so that was very awesome. I felt like I should have dressed up. Poppy Dot Church. Yeah, Poppy was amazing. Shout out to Ashley for that one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Poppy was amazing. Um. Okay. Well, let's. Get so into I feel like it. I usually kick this off. So let's have somebody yeah. else do it. No, me. Oh, me. Hold yeah, back. you. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm going to start. Oh, no, I'm not going to start with the number one. Sorry. I'm going to start with. Okay. So I have honorary mentions. Two, 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 two. Okay. One is Fall Out Boy at the iHeartRadio Theater. Um, I got Dude, invited last minute and it's like less than 300 people. That's such right? an awesome That's theater. about right. Yeah. And they played their whole catalog. It was like a 90 minute show. I raged. It was free. I was up front. The whole, like the whole thing was perfect. I love Fall Out Boy. It was for uh, their Mania album. Yeah. But they played everything from their first EP to the last. It was great. It was amazing. And then uh, Duckworth at the Natural History Natural History Museum. <laughs> Natural <laughs> History Museum. He was amazing. Um, I went for Tuxedo, which I'll talk about later. But he uh, closed the show and he was amazing. Or no, he opened the show and he was amazing. I loved him. And he's just funky and you guys need to check him out. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So I'll go with my honorable mentions. Um, all right. So this one is J.P. Sachs. Um, he's a brilliant singer-songwriter that I discovered this year. He did a residency at Hotel Cafe, which was awesome. Um, I went to, I think, three or three shows maybe. And he had different guests every time. So he had like two hours. Um, and he had Rotana, uh, Mario Jose, and he did like covers of The Killer and he did his own original stuff. Um, yeah, so JP Sachs, he does amazing live stuff on inter- Instagram. He'll go on Instagram every now and then and we'll just sit at his piano playing live music. Um, it's like a little mini concert that he does regularly. So he regularly. Play the sax. He does not play the I know, that's the one thing. Yeah, JP Sachs, he does not play the sax, just the piano. Right. This guy. Um, <laughs> I know, yeah. Someone kill that <laughs> no mic, <sax>. please. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm giving you a hard time because it's welcome to the podcast. I'm just um, to be the first guest and last. Um, so we also have. I also yeah. I'm I'm, I'm coming in hard. Um, uh, Tom Grennan at Hotel Cafe, who was really fucking amazing. Such a great show. 
Um, and then I guess my ultimate um, honorable mention was seeing Sam Smith at the O2 in London. Um, it was the first night I landed. Like I landed early that morning and went straight to like the tourist sites. Um, and then the O2 to see Sam Smith. I'd seen him a couple times before, but it was just gnarly seeing him in London my first yeah, night. Yeah, that's so. the fact that you landed, didn't take a nap, and then saw a concert, like, get it. Yeah. Not me. Yeah, on his home turf, too. That's amazing. Yeah, it was just super trippy every time he said London. I was like, wait, that's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, like, It's yep. not, thanks, LA, for welcoming me. It's yeah, like, no, and it bitch, felt like this, my house. No, 100%. <laughs> it felt like Staples Center, but it was in London. And you'll hear more about that trip in a little bit. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. awesome. I hate you so much. Yep. What? Oh, you're jealous? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, for me, my honorable mentions, interestingly, are like amazing bands from like the early aughts i mean they're still active of course but like dude there were a lot of throwback shows this year yeah because there's a lot of anniversary shows yeah so mine are well the only one that isn't like an anniversary thing is gang of youths who are incredible okay um go farther in lightness is my favorite album of 2017 anyways they play with the moroccan but the other three i saw thursday at the echoplex fucking thursday at the echoplex people were at that show and and they played fucking full collapse from top to uh, bottom, all the way through, seminal album, just at the Echoplex. Yeah. And then, Taking Back Sunday at the last Warp Tour. I don't know if wow. everybody knows this. Um, Warp Tour gives you like half hour sets max, like everybody. Yeah. I don't care if you're like an opener, a headliner. They rotate They rotate every, every show and you get a half hour. That's it. So Taking Back Sunday just completely slimmed down to like a half hour set. At what is what was the final warp tour in Southern California? So that was amazing. That's crazy. That's a good um, one. And then Paramore at the Forum. Ooh. That's Haley Williams. One of mine. Who is another just I'm telling you, I love female front women and she can just belt out the goddamn notes and make you feel all sorts of feelings from happy to sad and, and everywhere in between. Did they remake a uh, Paramore or a Drake song? They did, they right? Did. Like an acoustic yeah. version of mm-hmm. which song was it? God, was it was it um, was it going home? Was it it might be. It might that, and then um, when they did the breakdown of is it twenty six? Oh, that song. That yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I was with Britney, and that song like got her through a tough time in her life, and she was like bawling. Yeah, and that that's one of my shows too as well. But that yeah. Do you have any shows that you went to this year that you I know? actually got to tag along on four Mad Fanatic shows that were awesome this year? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have an honorable mention, but I'm going to have to say Pale Waves this year was one of my favorite things. Get to experience them from... At the Troub or at the Forum? Just the whole thing. Going from uh, the Troubadour to the Fonda, seeing them raw and then getting polished up was just amazing. And I had never heard of them and they gave me a first invite and I was very pleased to be there. Yeah. Right on. Ashley almost beat up a girl, by by the way. Oh, that did happen. Fuck with my friend Mira, I will murder you and that fucking chick. And someone messed with Nick, but yeah. Some people are just rude, but it's okay. Yeah. Um shouts to you, Ashley. Thank you. Yeah. Cut anybody. So starting at five, um mine is Drake at the Staples Center. So I got to see Drake at and the three Migos at the Staples Center. And it was amazing. And we had amazing seats. And his stage was like, looked like an iPhone. Right. Like yeah, the stage floor was an iPhone. Yeah. Then he had like flying little bugs and all. He just had all these fucking shit. Like it was amazing. He had Chris <laughs> Brown come out. He had Tiger come out. He, he was just perfect. He like, he was perfect. Drake 
Drake is a stand-up guy. He's a good actor. He's a good comedian. He's handsome. He sings. He dances. He raps. He's everything. He's like, he to me, he's like the Justin Timberlake of rap music. He can do everything, and he's a likable guy. Okay. And then this year, you come to find that he has a child that he doesn't take care of besides sending it bill or payments. People still fucking like him. He's fucking Drake. He he just wins. The Is, show was great. Okay. Okay. Question on that. Is the perfection a good thing or a bad thing when it comes to hip hop and Drake? It's probably a bad thing because I'm pretty sure if he did something really, really bad, people would still love him. Is it perfection when you get beat out by Pusha T and singled out? People just easily yes. forget. So good. But Drake is more commercial. And Drake. Did he win that one? He didn't, but Drake is more handsome. Drake <laughs> in in on Billboard charts, Drake has more hits. Drake True. kills it. True. Drake True. kills it. Sorry. So it's like, oh, you didn't take care of your baby? It's okay. Bust out another hit. Titties out. Woo. That whole. And the best thing about that sure. concert is you had black people, white people, Indian people, Chinese people, any. Everyone. Everyone singing. Moms, dads, grandparents, disabled people, like every, everyone on the spectrum was united and one. And like, you don't see that a lot. Yeah. And it was, it was just the best. And the Migo, like the whole, the whole situation was like great. And then he sold out what? Seven LA shows. Too many nights. It was a lot. It It was was like two full weeks. Way too many. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. I loved it. So that's, that's, that's fine. That was a big one for LA too. That's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, so for me, again, everyone knows that for, for me, this is the year of Pale Waves. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yep. Yes, it was. So I did, I did see Pale Waves twice, as, as Nick mentioned earlier, uh, initially at the Troubadour and then at the Fonda. Yeah. Both amazing shows. Yeah, different though. to me, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so totally the first one was, was very raw, very, you know, like unplanned. The second one was more polished. But I love the rawness and... You know, the Troubadour is my favorite venue in L.A. So yeah. seeing them there, a band, an up-and-coming band that I just absolutely love at that venue, it was absolute perfection for me. Well, you can tell they were up-and-coming at the True. You can tell. Absolutely. Then yeah. at the Fonda, they came out more polished. She was more of like a front lady. And like, the Fonda was great, but the Troubadour was where you really like, well, the, it was, yeah, ugh, At the know? True, they only had an EP out. Like, I don't the even know if they had The show was 40 minutes, remember? It was a we quick like, 40, yeah. It's nine. It was early night. We were like, yeah, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah. Yeah. So it was a very different time in their career. But totally. It was, it was crazy that it was like still less than eight months in time that they went from this right? raw That's band true. to having a whole skit and like a whole deal. Like, and even, yeah. And even, uh, I think the Fonda was an underplay too. Like they could yeah. easily yeah. done the Will Turn or something bigger. Yeah. I yeah. agree. That was a huge jump though. And I it do, was. I do expect them along with the rest of the Dirty Hit family at Coachella this year. I yeah, ex- for I mean, sure. In 2019. It's a safe But bet. I do expect that to happen. Put that on wax. Yeah. All right. So number five for me is this was an artist that I, for some reason, have uh, I've been a really big fan of, but had never seen. And this year, I got to see him four times. Um, he did a residency at Hotel Cafe, and it was really cool because um, it was Mike Posner. Oh wow! Um, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you shit. came to one of the shows, and I went to to three of them. My office was around the corner, so I um, definitely jumped in on three of those shows, and I saw him at a bigger show recently. Um, but it was just really cool to see Mike Posner. Um, and all three times, he had um, Stenage Open, who is phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, underrated. So underrated. So underrated, yeah. Yeah, he's another one who kind of needs to find his lane yeah. and figure it yeah. out, but he's got such a phenomenal voice. Um, and then twice, um, this 
poet in Q opened. Um, who That's is right. Phenom- you were there. Yeah, yeah. He's so phenomenal. Like one of the best spoken word poets. Um, yeah, and it was really cool to see uh, Mike Posner. And one of the shows was his birthday show. Um, and I have a, a friend that works with him and seeing him there and like just seeing his whole crew. His mom was there at one of the shows. Um, and he just stood on stage and built an atmosphere at Hotel Cafe where everybody felt wow. like family. Um, and he played acoustic stuff from his upcoming album that doesn't even drop till January. And this was, I think, in March. Um, so he smokes. played Stuck in the Middle on a bunch of his songs that nobody had heard. And he was, and he does this every time before he releases an album. He just plays little shows where he workshops and kind of goes through stuff. Um, and it was really raw because he had, you know, had been like a year or so since he lost his dad. Um, and a lot of the, his new music comes from that. And his poetry comes from that. Um, so it was a really, it was a really magical experience just being in that room with like friends and family and everybody and it's a hotel cafe. So it was tiny. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, tickets sold out immediately. So yeah. only his big fans were there. So yeah. and I, I went the first time and instantly had, was like, I'm coming back for the next two well, his, other shows. His look changed this year too, like drastically. Drastically. Like yeah. From like this clean cut, I dyed my hair green. To a party to like guy. spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And I actually ran into him at like a meditation thing once and didn't say anything just like, but that's, the path that he's been on has been really encouraging and actually like recently i saw him at the forum huge sold out show um and it was like an like an alternative show and um and he did poetry on stage at the forum and it worked he closed out his set with that right like he went through everything and then he just closed it out with a good few minutes of, of spoken word that's and it amazing. was such a moment, and you're like, we're in an alternative show, and here's a guy on stage doing yeah. poetry, and he was, you know, the second one on the bill, like, opening the night, and it worked, because there's something, like, really poetic and magical yeah. about him. So, seeing him at uh, Hotel Cafe three, ni- three nights in, like, a month wow. was magical. That's pretty punk rock, just to go up and do poetry at the end. Like, everyone's doing one thing for an alternative show, and then you're just going to do something completely different. Like- and, yeah, he totally changed the the mood, and everybody all of a sudden, like, turn into like a ruckus crowd to like an attentive community yeah wow. within like three minutes it was wow. actually it was a little longer than that but it was it was it was brave to see him do it and then like impressive to see him pull it off because mm-hmm. i'd seen it in smaller shows and i was like i don't know if you can do it at the forum and at an alternative show mm-hmm. but he he did it so yeah um okay i messed up on my numbering so i'll skim by (laughs) i did i'm sorry um so we already talked about this but uh paramore and foster the people the forum foster the people was amazing they were amazing their stage setup was amazing um i had a great time at that show i love such a good show um and then four for me would be mark e basie at the el rey who Marky Basie. What? Um, he uh, headlined the El Rey. He had Rex Life Raj open up for him, who's another artist from the Bay. You guys should check out. He had Ted Allison come out. He had um, he he was just great. Like he was really in his own headlining at a bigger venue. Um, you know, and I saw him later this year open up for Kyle, and it was a bit awkward for me as a fan because I know Kyle is big, but Mark is closer to home for me yeah and at when you're an opener at the palladium you don't get your whole stage set up yeah so he had mm-hmm. everything on sheets behind him and that's just not the way i'm used to mark i'm used to a piano roses lights all the shit and right. it was just like him with like a sheet and it was like great because it's him but 
it, you know, like it's different when he's headlining and when he headlined the El Rey, we, you were there. Yeah, like, absolutely. It was great. Like, and people were really into it. We got to go up and say hi to him after. And like, you can just tell he was really happy and confident that it was his show. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he killed it. And we like, got to see him at the end of the year too, at, um, the kiss event at the end of the year. Yeah. At Jingle Ball. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing too. He came out with G Easy. Um, but yeah, seeing an, a smaller artist at a bunch of different venues and seeing the way their attitude has shaped towards all of them is very cool. That's the best. Yeah. Watching that growth and totally. being a cheerleader. Well, yeah. When you play like the El Rey and then the end of the year you play the Forum, it's yes. like, whoa. So yeah. It's heavy, cool yeah. to witness. Yeah. 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 So back to me. Um <laughs> I love it. Again, with uh, the female voices, I think this also, uh, alongside Pale Waves, this was a big, massive year for Billie Eilish. Oh, so it's just like she is literally the artist of right now. Her her following is so insanely loyal and um, and her music just resonates. And her, her music is very eclectic in the sense that like it may come off as low key and even down tempo on on the record but for some reason when she does it live she can rage it, so like but it's confusing it, almost it, it She's is just like where but in the what is best this? way <laughs> dude in yeah you guys way. i have to tell you before we started tonight and hung out i've never heard a billy eilish song i just discovered that she is at where the avocados on instagram yes. so people posting about her for two years and i'm like what Who is the this? fuck yeah. are the avocados? And it just clicked today. Don't judge me. I'm late on certain shit, especially emo music. I'm still stuck. Thanks. In, in 2001 yeah. in Dashboard. Um, but yeah, I need to listen to Billie Eilish Her now. Her amazing. really should. I actually have it here on vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Do you know about Billie Eilish? I just know about the Instagram name, and I thought it was crazy when I saw a bunch of like 40-year-old men taking photos with her. Dude, I was like, but that's a, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get it. I, was, I, didn't, but, I had no idea. <laughs> but I think that's the appeal, right? Because she's super young, and she appeals to that young, How old is most... She? 17 she just turned 17 she but she appeals to that young angsty 17 year old but also the 40 year old dude because her music is so wise beyond her years and her stage she just has it i've seen her twice in a couple days and you know we we kind of hung out with her a little bit backstage and saw like her fans reacting to her at, at an alt show and Dude, it was gnarly, like her stage presence and just how awesome she is with fans. Like she is special, and she commands wow, it awesome. because the stage setup is is fairly simple. There's an LCD in, in, or an LED in, in the back behind her backdrop, um, and it's just her up front, her brother who produces all her music um, on the side with the keyboard and guitar, and then she has a drummer on, on the other back corner, and that's wow. like it. So she's just all over the stage doing, but. But she's also sitting on a stool singing ballads, and then the next moment she's going like full hyphy mode, and you're like, "Completely, it's insane." And it all works too. It all works. You're never guessing. You're like, "That is part of her identity," and you don't question it. It doesn't seem contrived. It doesn't seem fake. It's genuine, and it is her. And at seventeen, you're like, "How are you Mm -hmm. doing?" She reminds me of like a little more edgy lord. Wow, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I can see that. I you can know, see that. like they're both eccentric and like otherworldly and like paint a picture. Lord's a little more on the pop side where I think Billy's a little more on the punk rock side. Yeah, definitely. Totally, but totally. it's that same vibe where you're like, how are you so young and so talented and 
such a visionary yeah, yeah. like i haven't listened exactly to her music yet but from what people describe it's like how are you so young and you have these feelings think like, about it like this she's 17 she sold out the fonda three nights at the fonda and then within uh, like what a couple weeks later she was at the forum and then a couple weeks after or no a couple days after that she was at the will turn headlining like, the will turn different crowds she oh, yeah. can five she nights can do sold out well like and then a big like, yeah. radio show. So but yeah. she, she can do radio shows across genres. She can do the pop shows and the alternative shows. Like, so where insane. does the avocados thing come from? I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Is there an, any other artist that you know that goes by another alias, like not Lord or something that everyone knows? Because I know the mm. avocados thing. Kesha I, is I is who I is. Yeah, there's That's a couple a people that used to like Wiz Khalifa used to go by some random lane, yeah. and then he switched like he a lot. And same liquor, with the yeah. weekend. The weekend went by like Abel Exo, which is his first name. Felicia like, the Goat, right? Felicia the Goat. Girl's seventeen, and you know that's. That's pretty crazy. I, don't, I couldn't think yeah. of one other person. No. Who does I yeah. thought like that. that it was a band. I was like, who is That's right. Avocados? Well. Yeah. Like, for yeah. two years, no, I had no fucking idea, and then I felt like a fucking idiot. And I'm like. Oh my god! When I actually clicked on it, I'm like, okay, this That's is everyone's is. going to Billy eyelash shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So totally. Yeah. All right, so I'm on uh, number four. Uh, this guy for me, um, he's one of my favorite um, projects of the year. Lauv. Um, I saw him four times this year. Um, he, he he played the troubadour, and so I went two nights in a row. Did a TV show. Um, and then I think the one that I'm going to pick as my favorite show was, um, I saw him in London. This is going to be the trend, everybody. This is going to be the trend. I went to London to see London artists. I, da, 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 da. Oh, he's, an, he's an American artist. But still. Um, but still. I was there. But still. Um, my but but, but, but that, that fully adds to <laughs> it, though, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm so cool. You just came back from vacation. Like, when you go on, like, <laughs> London, it's just London. a different experience. Um <laughs> I know I'm being made fun of here and choosing no, to ignore sorry, all of it. No, sorry. It's cooler and we're all jealous because we're yeah. lame. Well, yeah. get used to it because all everyone. my shows are from London because... But was it a small venue a in London? Things. It was actually medium-sized <laughs> venue. Um, I know. I saw him twice here in a small venue and then medium-sized. Notice upgraded. how it was okay in London, but fuck LA medium-sized <laughs> venue. Yeah, Dude, yeah. In, I will, in LA. I will tell you this. Peasant. I had to call in favors to get into this show because it was sold out because I didn't know I was going to be there. Um, and it was super, but, but again, like, it's just one of those things where like, it was awesome to see him in January in LA and then in April, go see him in another country and get the same vibes and just look around. I was like, Oh my God, these are like people who live in London and still resonate to the music the yeah. same way wow. I do in LA. That's awesome. Um, and this was right as his career was taking off. And, um, again, I called in favors to get into the show cause it was sold out and afterwards got to hang out with him for a little bit and like talking to so him. Dope. Um, yeah. And he went to school. He did some, he went, I think he did like semester or something in London. So it was just cool to hear him talk about what it's like to be in London versus LA. And he was prepping his um, playlist vinyl. So talking briefly about like that process. Um, it was just so cool to just be, to see him twice in LA. I, I and I, Craig's, um, or I stub hub those tickets. Like I saw him one night and I was like, I'm coming back tomorrow to see him at the Troop again. Um, and then again, pulled pulled in some favors to get into the show in London. It was just so cool to s just see that his music translates to another culture, to another country. I know they still speak English, but yeah. just no, being in amazing. that and seeing everybody singing along to every song, I mean, like, oh shit, like music is really universal, and his yeah. lyrics translate. Yeah, we. I mean, this is not on a music tip, but Nick and I just experienced that yeah. in Japan at Disneyland, where it's like the parades in English, but you have like. 
every racing culture, like with their kids, absolutely cheering at Mickey Mouse, and we're sitting there like, wow, this is like this is international. Like same with music, like everybody loves this one thing, and it's a really big deal, and it kind of makes you emotional in a weird way, where you're like, yeah, wow, we we all there's so much hate and bullshit and crap in the world, but we all unite from this, yes, and that's it's really overwhelming in the best way, absolutely, you know, that was the slogan at Tower Records in Japan was no music. No life. Yeah. yeah. Love that. No, for it's sure. A, yeah. No, it's like, it's the best. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I cheated. Sorry. I have a tie for number three. What? Um. So my tie is, not, is for a couple reasons. So we saw Chromeo open for, um, or was it Sheik? No, Sheik opened for Chromeo yep. at Coachella. So the first of my three is Sheik at Coachella. Let me paint the picture for you. It was the hottest point of the day. It was like 2.50 p.m. It was. It was so hot. Main stage, no shade. Yeah. Main stage, no shade. I was dehydrated, and then a stranger passed me their doobie, and I smoked half of it. I was on a good one. I was like, yeah, we're dancing. Nick's friend had a portable dance floor that he put on the floor to sure boogie did. to. And Sheik was just, they were amazing. They were as good as they would have been in the 70s. Like, they were perfect. They brought up people on stage. It was great. And then to piggyback off of that, number three was the three times I saw Chromeo this year at the El Rey, the Palladium, and at Coachella because they did an ode to Chic. And when you followed Chromeo and Dave One's Instagram uh, leading up to Coachella on these shows, they kept posting the pictures of them with Chic backstage. And they're like, this is such a big deal. Like, this year has been so transformative. Like, we're we're with them like they yeah. jammed with them backstage you know they opened for us in what world is chic open for chromeo and just to be there with Absolutely. all my best friends like all of my friends who don't even know a lick of either band like no it was one of those groups where you say we're gonna go see chic and they're like okay we're gonna go and they realize they know every, every word. single one yeah. Totally. yeah all the songs and like Seeing Niall Rogers and like he's legend. just legend status Absolute as legend. it is, like that's the only opportunity you're gonna see him, or maybe get a glimpse of like a Daft Punk. Yeah, so and then he, awesome. I mean, and apologies to the Funk fans if I'm wrong, but when he opened up the show, he it was was he talking about his own cancer? Yeah, he talked yes. about going through a remission, being in remission. So he opened it and he goes, "It's very special for me to be here." Um, I'm in remission from cancer. Yeah. And huge. people just like, I remember I started tearing up and Nick and I brought our two Coachella Virgin friends, mm-hmm. uh, Erica and Brandy. And they're from Arizona. They don't do stuff like this all the time. And they like, we all just were like holding each other. by the, end a moment. Of the set. Like, It was just a moment. Like for him to be like, you know, I'm in remission from cancer and music and you guys got me through it. The sun was setting. Like the whole thing was, it was perfect. And, it was so special to be there. Like it was. it was just like unlike anything I've ever seen. And to see Sheik and Chromeo back to back, knowing how much they influenced Chromeo, like I just like I was overwhelmed. That's it was huge. too good. Yeah. Yeah. Was, Sick. That was a good one. That's a good tie, actually. Yeah. I know, bitch. That's why I tied it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, keeping it at Coachella, um, you know, I've I've listened to Soul Wax on record, but seeing them in the Mojave stage at Coachella was the most incredible thing. Well, it was Mojave's my favorite. Like, wow. uh, it was my favorite set at Coachella, and it was so unexpected for me because I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, it was, it was, it was. I remember it was a big day. It was like 
MHD, Moses Sumney, Effin, Black Coffee, Jamiroquai, all these artists I wanted to see were on one stage. And, you know, Solwax was on there, but I didn't have that hype for them. I wasn't like, okay, Solwax, blah, blah, blah. I was yeah. like, and then when I, I just saw them and I just completely lost my fucking mind. So, yes. you know, too many DJs. And then they had three drummers behind them, um, including Igor Cavaletta, who's one of my favorite drummers from um, Sepultura and uh, Mix Hell. Like, it was fucking the gnarliest thing. That was thing. a heavy Was that who we that accidentally, who I accidentally saw? That was, right? When we went up and saw David and we accidentally stayed for the set. You stayed for Black, Black Coffee. coffee. Yeah. And then you guys oh, took yeah. off to main stage. Yeah, we, so we get up. Called me before Jamaica. So the whole group were fucked up. up. Sorry, guys. I'm a mature adult with an education, but we are fucked up at Coachella. We run up to David in the front row waiting for all these people. And he's like, Coachella out. He has like nose plug things and like a bandana and all all this shit. Prepared for the elements. Prepared. 100%. Um, it was black coffee, but I remember you like geeking on all the stuff, and like that was a cool moment. We have a picture like that there, I should we do, post. We do. I mean, you and Brittany geeking oh, out in the you front. Gotta post that. Like yeah. if there was a porta potty and a beer line, I don't think David would have left that stage the whole day. Nope. Like, no. The Mojave <laughs> tent, though, at Coachella. For anyone that's listening that hasn't been to Coachella, the Mojave tent is where you find your gems. That you know are gems, and in your heart, they are the Lady Gagas and they are the Elton Johns, but people haven't accepted it yet. So you're in this beautiful tent with this beautiful artist that should be on the main stage, but you get to experience them in a tent, and you get to be really close. And it is the best party ever. The Mojave tent lets you know that you're aged just a little bit. Your taste is a little bit more right. refined yeah. than all the rambunctious little guys yeah. at the Sahara tent and main <laughs> stage. <laughs> It's like I love the Mojave Ten. Witnessing David in his element was awesome. It, it was. was so brilliant. So Solwax caught me completely off guard, and then that whole week I was like, okay, they're gonna play at the Fonda this coming week. So I had to find tickets. So I went. I forgot what aftermarket site I used, and I paid whatever I had. So I'm like, I can't, I have to see this again. So it was just me in the front at yeah. the effing Fonda, <laughs> like just geeking out on this incredible act. So Solwax, brilliant. That's amazing. That's a heavy three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super heavy. It was hard to narrow these down. It really was. It was. And also, like, when you see your favorite artist multiple times and remember which show was, like, because, like, Chromeo Coachella wasn't the strongest. True. But who opened for them related to why. It was, right. You know, like, it was just, like, the scene, totally. like, all that yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to narrow it I down. I mean, it wasn't the strongest, but we got to see them in the beginning of that tour when they were just figuring out how they're going to play their set and like have and testing sh- out the new yeah. album. They're like, none of you yeah. know the songs, but here, which is like Huge. very intimidating for yeah. a band too. And you're like, all of our day ones are here and you've never heard this song, but there's a new rapper on it that none of you know, you'll probably hate, but, but that's also ding cool ding. to experience difficult. it. Yeah. Especially in retrospect, when you're like, you're like, Oh wow, we heard that song months before. Mm-hmm. You might not appreciate it in the moment, but yeah. in hindsight, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Ashley did the wave and waved over Dave one. <laughs> I yeah. did. I waved him over and he walked right over and of it course. got it on video. And I'm You're like, Ashley. take your top off. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But he no, did. No, I'm not but kidding. He Don't you hate pants? Let's get naked. All right. So number three, uh, spoiler alert, number three, two, and one are going to be London stories again. <laughs> um that's just, awesome yeah just there's letting it out there like i went to london after 19 years of wanting to go and saw i was there for 13 days and saw seven shows so holy smokes how many back to back uh a couple back to back there that's was crazy. sort of spaced out yeah 
but that was that was the reason why I went out there to see concerts, and it just so happened that some uh, four of my favorite art, five of my favorite artists were playing during that time. So um, it was an amazing trip. So number uh, an amazingly planned perfect trip yeah it was perfectly it was and yeah. fate man it was fate that was the thing everything yeah. fell into place and like so and good. we were all with you the night before you left and we got you a little too drunk and miro ha- it was so like we're two at a nights bar before yeah and miro got wasted and then halfway through he's like um i i leave to london tomorrow and uh I need to go. I freaked I, out. I need to go. There and then he like patted his pockets and then vanished. He's really good at the Irish goodbye that Miriam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I mean, it was like the perfect, like there was so much pressure on me because it was, you know, so many amazing shows I wanted to see and so, mu- so many years of waiting and like there was a lot of pressure. But I did my last night get to see Aquilo. Um, their album Silhouettes was my favorite album of 2017. And wow, in 2018, they released an album called two that was one of my favorites too. Um, but it would, there's, if you don't know their music, they're very emo. Um, they're two dudes. Um, it's very emotional. It's kind of like London grammar, very melodic, very all over the place, but super emo. Um, and they played the last night I was there and actually left on the 20th. And that night, uh, Dua Lipa was playing a show in London and Damn. I just my flight was like hours before Fuck. I was so bummed and but and Miro knew of Dua Lipa before anyone before he anybody. told me about her like the day she was born like, <laughs> basically she just, <laughs> she just popped out the badge this girl is gonna be a star 100% and, I, <laughs> and so I didn't get to see her on the 20th but on the 19th um, it was just the perfect last concert in London um, and actually when I came back they were the first show I saw back a couple months later in LA um and they were just the most just perfect emotional band to see but also their opening act was a guy named scott quinn who was just a phenomenal singer songwriter he's got a song called delicate and another song called from afar that i fucking love and i got to chat with him for a little bit um and i did get to um chat with tom and ben at the show too from aquillo um, I ran into Lapsley, who was there too. I love her. Yeah, she, she has, finally came back to Instagram. Thankfully, she did. Yeah, this was in April, and she said her album was done, and that she was kind of waiting for the record label to decide what they were doing. Who and she so signed to uh, XL. XL. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. The so label out of the the, la- the huge label that has Adele and everybody uh, jungle. Um, but yeah, so yeah, she's back on Instagram. So I'm hoping early 2019 her. Her album that's been done since April is about to drop. Uh, but yeah, Aquila was another her. band that... Um, <laughs> I do. She's amazing. Dude, she's phenomenal. Um, her her first album is so good. It was just such a like perfect last night to see like a super emo band that I love um, get all up in my feels and also catch up with Lapsley and then get introduced to a brand new artist that I have loved since. So... Uh, number three was Aquilo. I don't even, and it was just outside of London. I don't even know where it was. Um, but yeah, Aquilo was not my number three show. So dumb. yeah, God, I'm jealous of you. Um, so my number two show. Okay, wait, so I still have to do my number three. Oh wait, I thought you just did your number three. No, he did. Wait. No, you did. No, you did. I d- Billy eyelash. No, that was my number four. Pale Waves was five. Billie Eilish was four. Soul Wax was three. Oh, yeah? Yes. Now we're, we're three. Now we're on oh, two. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like that. Keep this That's in good. Shut up. No, don't. Just cut this. This is, um, this is oh, coming I'm out. for sure editing yeah. this in. Yeah. Yeah. Keep Everyone. it in. Okay, so, so I go in phases with my favorite groups where it's like, 
I won't listen to them for six months and then I'll listen to them every day for a year. And that happened this year with uh, Tuxedo, who is Mayor Hawthorne and yeah. Jake One. And their first album came out in 2015. The remixes came out later in 2015. And then Tuxedo 2 came out in 2017. So it has been a while since, you know, there's been something new. I got an alert that they were playing with Duckworth at the Natural Hist- History Museum and I lost my shit she did tickets were like eight dollars yeah and i'm like how is this fucking happening right so we uber all the way to downtown we're looking at fucking dinosaurs and like fucking i don't even know like animals in the museum and then cars and then duckworth opens lost my mind august 08 and channel came out with with duckworth yeah and then tuxedo comes out and if you know me like i love tuxedo they're like a chromeo to me and they played Oh my God. Like I had some videos on the Mad Fanatics Instagram. Mayor Hawthorne was right in front of my face. He was doing like songs, like played, take your picture second time around, do it. Like every jam I wanted to hear. I met their manager. I was so lit. I had the, I had so many champagnes and I'm like, I collect merch. Do you guys have merch? And he walks me in the merch booth and I got a tuxedo pin and a hat and a shirt all for free. I got to meet the band. I just like, it was everything, and they were amazing. And to see them with like 150 people wow. at a museum yeah. with dinosaurs so and dope. cars yeah. behind them, and like laser I can't even, lights. Can't even picture that. Remember, I called you from the Uber, and I'm like, I just had like the best experience of my life. And my best friend Brittany, who's like, she works in music, but she's not. She doesn't live and breathe music. She's a different type of music fan. When I look to my right and I see her having the best yeah. time of her life, I love that. She she's like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I am jamming. I'm like, this is funk music, girl. And like she was just so into it. Mm -hmm. And that made my night like that really that really made my night. Because originally I invited Nick and Nick had work. And I'm like, yeah, Brittany's I said, I'm like, Britt's not going to appreciate this, but I'm going to bring her. And she she loved it. And that just made me feel so special. And just the whole scenery. If you ever have a time or have the time to check out a concert at the Natural History Museum in downtown, go. No matter who's playing, because you have True. two hours to look at all the shit, get drinks for cheap, and then watch the artists. And Amazing, it's, up so and, cool. yeah, it's so cool and like really cool people. Play I've never there. heard of that before. Me either. Yeah. It was like on my bands in town. It's like alert. first Fridays, right? First Fridays, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it starts at like seven. Yeah, it was really good. Did do you know what my favorite time seeing uh, Mayor Hawthorne was? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> see it. It was <laughs> in Vegas after Life Is Beautiful, at and some like it was morning. like four in the morning at some like tiny little club that he was doing like an after uh, show. Fremont Street after Life. Yeah, Johnny was there. Like Johnny they, got us tickets, and yeah. Johnny goes, "You guys need to check out Mayor Hawthorne, Ashley. You're gonna love it." And mind you. Remember? Darren was there. Darren, Doug, Miro. Okay. Everybody was there. They had to, it was that, a- that movie weekend at Bernie's. Yep. That was me. Yeah. Oh, they carried I you had around. two nights of no sleep. I went to a Jeezy show in OC, was wasted, got in a plane, got to Vegas, yeah. went to Did Life is Beautiful. Did I take a No, I took a bus with stinky people with masks on. Hold on. Were you asleep or were you dead? Because Bernie was dead. I, was, I was dead <laughs> asleep. A little bit of both, yeah. And then I catch my second win from way too much tequila and then Weekend and Bernie's me at Mayor Hawthorne. And then we found so many random clubs that were playing like 90s hits and we were oh just my God. dancing up a storm. And you wow. had a bandana and looked like Axel Axel Rose, Rose. And everybody was like, rock on. 
on. I was like, fuck off, bitch. Like, I love Rock my love. Yeah. Dude, oh my God. Yes. We were drinking shots of Fireball. Oh my God. Oh God. It was I awful. I know. So it was Mira, so we were all on It was another. the best night ever. Pe- yeah. I don't even know where I slept. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but that was great. And then from that, thank you, Johnny. Shout out my friend, Johnny. Yeah. Who got me into Tuxedo because he brought me to Mayor Hawthorne at 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. and like some random... Thank you, Meryl, for that memory. Yeah, it was a I good have time. pictures that I don't Thank remember God taking. Yeah. So I'm like fun. with my tongue out, like blah, 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 like rock of yep. love, rock of love, rock of love. Daryl was there. Darren, fucking Daryl. Fuck? Yeah, it was like everybody had was there. A cowboy hat on at one point. There was a cowboy oh hat involved. God. Yeah, it was just the weirdest in middle of downtown. God. Do you ever? Do you guys random? Do you ever think about like when you're sitting with your friends, think back to how long you've known them and Too long. things you've done, and you're like. Oh, okay, Holy yeah. shit, we're friend friends. Yeah. Like, I didn't meet you last year, but like, <laughs> no, it's been, been a minute. Through some shit. Yeah. You've seen me. I've passed out at tables with drool. And I've been sad and, and taken happy. Taking photos that was of that. This yeah, afternoon <laughs> for lunch. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. David, you're number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking terrible. Shut up, Miro. <laughs> All right. This year, thankfully for work, I got to go to Barcelona for Primavera Sound. Oh, wow. Damn. So yeah, no biggie. Yeah. That was incredible. Um but you know the 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 last act and this this was like this this was meant to be. This was for me. Uh Migos were supposed to headline. Migos were supposed to close out the show. But they missed their plane in Atlanta. And Sounds about right. So they filled that, them, they so filled that spot at the last minute with one of my favorites, fucking Skepta. Dang. And they brought Skepta what? Oh. to close out Primavera wow. Sound. That is, that is like you know, the, the world giving you a, a throwback after That's breaking like your heart. It's a jizz sandwich. So great. So I'm there, and and right before, right before uh, Skepta was ASAP. So we we oh. came to the show. We came back because I wow. went because like I was done working. So I went back to the hotel. I come back just in time to catch um ASAP uh, on the main stage. So it was me, coworkers for ASAP, and you know ASAP was, was great. Um, but he did, um, fuck, pra- um, what's the, what's the song with Skepta? Praise Praise the Lord. Yes, is it? Yeah. 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 There's so many question marks. I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So whatever. I know one of the yeah, one, one of the parts of the song is called yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. So he did that, you know, by by himself. It was all cool. And then boom, Skeptic comes on, does everything from Konichiwa, brings ASAP back out to to do that again, both of them together. Fire. So it was me and uh our photographer Jake. And this was like three AM Barcelona. Just watching Skepta close out Primavera Sound, and that was just like a life moment. We ended up walking Damn. back to the hotel at like 4 a.m. It was just brilliant. Sounds perfect. And Primavera is like, it's like along the beach in Barcelona. So you go all the way down to the beach, and and all the stages are set up there by the wow. water. It was so amazing. Uh. To, to have Skepta come in at the last minute to replace Migos. I love Migos. Don't get me wrong. I've seen them live a few times. They're brilliant. Totally. But but Skepta is is no, that artist who I was always like, guys, listen to this. Like, listen, hear this. You yeah. need to hear this. And to see him close out Primavera was well, He insane. was the one that couldn't get into Coachella, right? That's right. And you like, yeah. I lost my shit. And he was like the opener. And I was like, shit. what? Why? Uh, yeah. Like, he was supposed to be the first artist on Coachella. Yeah. Like, I want to say like three years ago and I went yep. super early to see him and you know, he, he wasn't able to get into the country, but then he came back and played and then I saw him at the Fonda and then to see him close out Primavera was just the dopest you know, thing ever. I feel like I, I, 
I've known you and I've, I've heard so many stories, but I know I didn't hear that story from you live. It was from a podcast. So I feel like I, I was there for that. Yeah. So that's hilarious. <laughs> I feel um, like that's fate though. Like again, yeah. you having an artist that you love close an event that you travel across the world to be and he closes out. Like totally. That's something that happens. Meant to and, be. and same with Miro and the Slasher and being in London and seeing so many people that were there in 13 days. Like that's meant to be like, don't ignore those signs at all. Um, an honorable mention before we get into our number ones is Death Cab at the Hollywood Forever. or no, yeah. number one. Yeah, we're getting into number one. Miro's mentioning number two to me, but yeah, because you're we already, dude, we're there. We're, we're there. We haven't done number two yet. Yeah, he isn't taking a number, I did two, number yet. two yet. Yeah, then I you're next. Skepta was number two. <laughs> oh, shoot, wait. Yeah, Miro's on number rewind. two, and then we go to number one. Okay, rewind. So we're going to get into our honorable mention after Miro and number two. Go Miro, sorry, we're all we had awesome. tequila before this. And this Actually, you guys already ever. did your. I was gonna say we've already done honorable mentions as well. We had to do one more. Oh, right. Did you? I don't know. We sorry. You we'll can add one if you need. This is awesome. I'll add one more after. You should one hundred percent go. Yeah. So the number two show again, uh, no surprise, was uh, actually it wasn't London. It was actually Dublin, um, overseas. But this was <laughs> Dublin. It was on the island, Miro. Yeah, no, this was, so I was going to go to England, and then I just did a two-day trip just to go to this one show, and so I, I switched countries, and it was actually really embarrassing, because I went, stood in the merch line, because this artist was signing autographs, mm-hmm. and I tried to pay with pounds, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is England, or this is Ireland, we use euros and not pounds, and so I didn't even have the right currency to buy <laughs> the merch. That sounds like every show here in LA, though, too. Fuck. Yeah, 100%. You I was like, cash. Uh, I'm like, is this 1906, you dumb bitch? Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> no, 100%. They didn't take card, and they only took... Fuck, um, dude. Yeah, and I didn't have the right currency, so I was like, I'm so not even from here. I'm just a oh dumb American God. that like doesn't even have the right currency. And he was super sweet, and like I got to talk to him for a little bit, um, but I wanted to... Sign CD. Mm-hmm. Um, take my pounds. Take, yeah, my, take, pounds. take my pounds, please. And they're like, nope, you're only. I was like, How much corned beef hash can I trade you for? No, when I was like, I got two potatoes. <laughs> I got two. Po- no. Um, but yeah, no, it was um, Callum Scott. Again, I fucking love him. And I was in Dublin and I just went just to see the show. So um, I went to the Guinness factory, went to. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So so I did all the like the touristy stuff. Um, and then like saw him before the show as he was walking in the venue, said hi to him um, and then stood in line and was in the front. Um, Andrews was bawling my eyes out. Cause I was like, I'm in like Dublin here. And this yeah. guy like read his journal to me, basically sing the journal. Um, and it was his first night on tour. I'm um, some video I need to post at some, some point, but he's the most humble, nicest guy ever. And he was just so overwhelmed with being on stage and being so, well received in his debut headlining tour abroad and it was the opening night and it was just such a cool like weird moment for me to be there like in tears bawling yeah. with wow. like um it was meant to be it was yeah it was so awesome and so even though you couldn't get the cd i'd rather take the story though like one day you're gonna be like well i tried to see my favorite artist and i paid him pounds yeah <laughs> and, and, they, and he wouldn't and they wouldn't take it and it was like but it was cool because he was nice he was super nice it wasn't I got, a nightmare story it wasn't a nightmare i got to talk to him and then um i got to talk to his manager and then a couple months later he came to coast and did a little in studio thing and went to that and got to talk to him too afterwards and i was like yeah it was the Remember that one American dude who didn't have the right currency? That was me in Dublin. Um, 
he totally said he remembered, but I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> nice guy. Oh, yeah. Nice guy. He was super <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, so, you know, just... It, at the end of the day, when someone's nice and you have that story, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It like, you don't have your oath, you fucking bitch. No, absolutely. Get out of my face. And, and he's one of the guys who, like, I saw him at the Troubadour, um, you know, like, maybe two years ago. And, you know, because I know people from his label, like, got to meet him then, too, and, like, thank him. And so I've, I've run into him a few times. And, and if you've listened to our podcast about, like, favorite albums, like, his album was my favorite of the year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and so seeing him in Dublin on his first night and just seeing him being so receptive and and again going back to the same thing i talked about with lauv like being in an audience with people who are from different countries there were there were guys um next to me who were from spain you know it was just such a crazy thing to be like you guys came from spain i'm from america we're in dublin watching this guy it was just so universal like it was such a a powerful moment and 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 if you heard the podcast like his album is like him in his diary so Mm -hmm. it's so personal and you're seeing him and then he got choked up and like we were all in tears like it was such a huge cathartic like we're all slightly we all have feelings we're all all human right and to relate to that in another country was so epic yeah and then i made some friends with some irish um, guy and girl they were lovely went grab a pint with them afterwards like just bringing it full circle so um, that was my number two show seeing callum scott in dublin Dang, Dope. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, we have an honorable mention since Nick's here and he came yeah. with us. Uh, so Death Cab, um, they came out with a new record this year. And Great they, album. They played the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And David got all of his tickets. Yep. And we went. And Shouts we, to you, David. Yeah, shouts to yeah. David. And we nicely pushed our way to the front. No, we walked to the front. We walked to the front, yeah, because yeah, there's a bunch of people with like picnic baskets and shit. But I remember before the show starts, I'm like, oh, I hope they play my favorite song. And David goes, what one? I'm like, Kath. And he goes, they're not going to play that. Wait, we've, we've, <laughs> wait, right. we've never talked about this, that. right? Remember? We're all yeah. fans David of Death goes, Cab, but we all have different favorite songs. Yeah, we all have different favorite songs. Mine's, m- mine's, mine is Kath and Brothers on a Hotel Bed. Yeah. And David goes, they're not going to play Kath. They don't play Kath. And I go, they're going to play it. And David's like, no. And then wipes his <laughs> head with his bandana and then ignores me into the abyss. And I'm like, okay, fuck me, right? Yeah. And then they played it. And then I look at David. Yeah, and I'm they like, played it at another yeah, show, too. Yeah, we were it's, all like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. And it's to be that close. and I've seen them a million times, and I think I'd only <sighs> seen them play that song once. Wow. They don't play it. Yeah, it was no. my first time. Yeah. And Miro and I saw them at... Uh, Greek. The Greek. They Years didn't play ago, it. Years ago. They didn't play it. And it was God, way different. The singer had like 70 pounds on him. It was all emo. Oh, wow. Very sad. different, yeah. And then this show, he was like confident... Absolutely. Thin man, very just like I don't know. This is a different vibe from Death Absolutely. Cab, and, and yeah, and that show. Uh, my favorite song is "I'll Follow You Into the Dark," Ooh. and just hearing that at the cemetery in the dark, in the dark, yeah. with like surrounded because I with always, fog. We had fog with around fog. us. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a creepy true. night, and I always associate that with um, Scrubs. And there's a pivotal scene in that show where like someone is dying, and they play that song. And so hearing it in a cemetery surrounded by legendary graveyards and just in a graveyard in general in the cemetery yeah. and hearing him play that was such a such a moment in a, a venue like that in a show like that is like for like the real true fans it's not someone who's just stumbling upon death cab like right. seeing it with totally. people who knew every yeah. single word yes. or being with you three that was my experience because like I'm a casual fan. Like that was a heavy experience, and to see that in that element, 
And a huge thing, going back to how he walked up to the front, when you go to that venue, there's a thing of sitting down with your picnic baskets. And David's such a fucking champ. He goes, no, no, there's standing room in front of him. So yeah. all these people are sitting down nicely watching the show and the Mad Fanatics, and I walk up and get right in front of everyone. That's how we awesome. do. Yeah. We're always in the awesome. front. That's how we do. That yeah. and, and like my favorite song is from Death Cab, uh, Transatlanticism and What Sarah Said. And seeing what Sarah Said, which is a song specifically about watching someone die, die. in yeah. the emergency room, blah, blah, blah. Like, per- fucking so on point yeah. as to like the actual process of playing things out and seeing that there and, and the honesty and the rawness of that song in general. Oh, dude, you can't beat it. No, yeah, that night was great. I'll always say it. Ben Gibbard and Connor Obers from Bright Eyes are the two best lyricists Ooh, of my generation. Some I love of the that. Best. Yeah. Bradford Cox for number three, but that's, yeah. God. Yeah. That's why we have David here. Stop it's it. So good. It's, it's just personal opinion. No, no, it's, no, love, it's great. Those two picks it's that you have. Mostly that was fact, awesome. yeah. Um, are we at number one? We are so, number one. Uh, I'm spoiled in my number one I saw on a Friday and Saturday night. Both front row pit seats back to back. What? God um, damn. Who I know. Is this? So let me. Actually, it's connected. Let yeah. Me, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> so um, I'm the biggest InSync fan in the world. I can post my pictures. I sent in my video of me dancing all their songs to uh, MTV's. Is it Fanatics? Was it yes. Fanatics? <laughs> Fanatics, oh not God. to be confused. Yes. Mad Fanatics. Um, I had over twenty-five thousand. Yes, I counted thousand pictures of InSync in my room. I taped every single appearance, whether it was in the background of an Access Hollywood news, whatever. At every magazine cutout, like there wasn't a bigger InSync fan than me. I've never seen InSync front row, aside from when. In 2002, I ran up at the Rose Bowl, grabbed Justin, I got arrested. I was in a cop car for 20 minutes. It wasn't that serious. <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, but I got Justin Timberlake Man of the Woods tour tickets for Friday night and Saturday. I asked Nick if he wanted to go, and he goes, doesn't, doesn't like Brittany want to go? Brittany couldn't go. So I bring Nick, and then at the end of the show, he goes, wow, I get it. Yeah, I mean... It's not that I didn't want to go, but I just felt like she's always said, like, I saw Justin Timberlake 14 times with my friends last, you know, I don't want to take one of those 13 yeah. times away from somebody. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got to see him, and he did everything I wanted to see, great stage presence. I saw 40-year-old moms uh, with babysitters get drunk. It was amazing. That's awesome. It, yeah. The I only sh- need to experience it once. The show was, like, it was, like, my age and 26 to 32 and then there was like older women that from like orange county with diamonds and leopard jackets that were wasted passing out in men's restrooms in men's restrooms but i was up front he played every fucking song he sang live every song yeah because he's justin motherfucking timberlake don't fucking forget the best entertainer of our generation sorry i'm gonna say no justin's the shit he's the goat um he's amazing and you know he acts he sings comedy the whole thing and to be there two nights in a row back to back and he played some insane songs like it was it was a bit overwhelming i've just never been that close to him and, and yeah. you know people are like oh you go to concerts to hear the music i do but i also go to be right up their nose oh 100%. i want to be right up the artist's yeah. nose and i was up his nose two times in a row and a third time in a row in march 2019 and it was just it was amazing and to turn around and see nick being like I, I don't even, this is crazy. And then I brought yeah. Johnny and he was like. Oh, Johnny's a big it, fan too. Oh my Johnny. God. I've yeah. gone to every. Every other one. Every yeah. show yeah. with Johnny. Like yeah. every show. 
So it's I, an experience. It's one of those artists that plays from the front of the stage and walks to the very back and forward and back and doesn't take yeah. a break is dancing and singing the whole time. That's the yeah. thing about him that like really struck me. Yeah, I don't know. Like I was I had zero interest in seeing his new tour because I saw uh, the, I saw the 2020 experience at Staples Center. It was OK. Mm-hmm. But I saw Future Lux Love um, Sex future Show. Sex love sounds. The show, yeah, the show with the tour with Future Love Sex Show at Honda Center. And that was just, I mean, I was actually just talking to my buddy Dave about the DVD from the Madison Square Garden. Like, I watch that all the time. Like, that is peak Justin Timberlake to me. Yeah. And I don't want to hear anything from 2020 Experience or Man of the Woods. Like, I want to keep that era of justin timberlake mm-hmm. in a capsule and that's my memory and i'm okay not seeing <sighs> okay. him again i get you but miro like miro like you have to understand like oh, he's shit. evolved and it's not nothing that man, no, of the woods, yeah, right. man of the woods wasn't Buckle bad up, it wasn't no. the best but to sh- to lightly shit on 2020 experience like i'm like offended like i'm shit. offended a shat lightly upon it you shat no mirrors or mirror like mirrors. the fact mirror. that the fact that like it was it was the biggest song of whatever fucking yeah. year. What year was that? 2014, 15? 15. It was, it yeah. was amazing. That album was amazing. Know. The second part, no. Awesome. I actually like I one of the songs from the second this. part. TKO more. was great, but yeah. to lightly shit on that whole tour, yeah. I'm offended. And like I love <laughs> you and I appreciate you guys, but no, it really bothers it me. Just, I, I don't know if I there was there was a lot. No, I mean he for d- Justin Timberlake, he toured this- off of 2020 Experience for four years. No, I mean yeah, this absolutely. I mean, but that- I think for me, like the peak was like future, like future sex, future sex love, love sounds. sound show. Sound, yeah, the, yeah the t- that that was the peak for me. Like that album was amazing. That album and that, was the fact was. that everything was in the round. Like yeah. that was, and with Timbaland like doing the half t- yep, like the mid intermission. Yeah, like, Timbaland, that Fiddy, was, Kanye. I get it. That was a huge thing for me. Like I don't know everything after that. Hasn't even had been Dizzy my Rascal favorite. on that. Tour. This yeah. last year, there was some other hype going on. The Instinct did like a yeah. pop up thing oh, for absolutely. three days that led into that concert, which led into his star being put out. One hundred percent. And and then also too, seeing a pop artist at the form now, like Lady Gaga or Justin, they literally when I say play from the front to the back, there are bridges dropping down. They're dancing oh, their asses yeah. all the way to the back, doing so that you're front row in the back, and then go back and forth. And it's, you did that with um twenty twenty two. He had the little yeah. revolve or the the stage but, that moved but forward. But you have to twenty twenty. Future Sex Love Sound was experimental. It was sexy. It yeah. was raw. It was Timbaland. It was the best but, album. Yeah. It was. But the 2020 Absolutely. experience Boom. was Southern soul to his roots from yeah. being from Nashville and being from the South, all that. Like, you have you have to respect <laughs> that. And that's when he met his wife. And, like, it was a different Justin. And it was when he found himself as a man. And, like, I'm just so, like, I can't right now. Man like, yeah. it yeah, was I'm, Man of the Woods wasn't, I didn't like it a lot. I didn't, no, but I don't I, think anyone no, I respected did. it. But I I like to say something with Chris Stapleton. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. But when you go, it's the same thing as the Panic at the Disco thing. Like yeah. you go to see all of the music. Same with Justin. Like you go yes. to Man of the Woods to Absolutely. respect everything. Yeah. And he killed, he had three stages. Like he's a, just, he's like, an entertain. He's he's talented. He's I will perfect. say too I'm that sorry, I love him the so Man much. of the Wood <laughs> theme the <laughs> was very similar to Kanye West record where he just put out where his merchandise looked almost exactly the same. Yeah. It was like the exact. It was like the hip hop version of Man of the Woods. Yeah. Hey. Wow. Well, it was Wyoming in the woods, so it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why I didn't like it? 
I don't know. I, I think so. I don't We've know. I wasn't my favorite <laughs> either, but I have to ask him. Uh, that's like if Chromio put out something that wasn't Listen, absolutely my Justin favorite. Timberlake, I, I respect it, though. He's a talented singer, songwriter. He's funny as hell. He and can funny. dance, and he puts on a great show. Yeah. 100%. There's no denying that. He is one of the biggest pop stars, the male pop stars. Yeah. Like, yep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my number one. Just had to have a light argument about that, but no, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. <clears throat> number one. My number one show of the year is also in my top five of all time. Whoa. Holy smokes. Whoa. This year. Wow. And it only happened a little o- over a week ago. It was the Childish Gambino show oh, at the wow. Forum. Wow. Fucking Damn. That I could have gone to, but I was in Tokyo. I had, <laughs> I had here. actually, uh, we spent, God, what did we spend? We spent like 300 bucks a ticket. What? Me and uh, my friend Daniel. Oh, Daniel. And I didn't know how close we would be because, you know, we were a good few rows from the stage. You but were man had up this, his ass. Had this catwalk and we ended up like right at the very edge of the catwalk, three rows from the, the tip of it. <laughs> the tip. And, um. And he performed there the whole fucking show. It was incredible. I mean, Damn. he played tra- from camp until <sighs> Awaken My Love. Everything in between. He made everything work seamlessly. He walked through the crowd. Um, the the new, the unreleased stuff is brilliant. If you mix like Gambino and like Richard Palmer or Gambino, Flock of Seagulls, like it's Fucking cool! I so I'm die so right stoked. I just want to die for all the new stuff to come. Um, check out our Instagram at, at Mad Fanatics. I posted some stuff on there, uh, but just untouchable. He is. I fuck. People are gonna get mad at me if I say that. Say Give it. the people but what they want. He's up there. He's up there. You're gonna talk one day. You're gonna talk about Prince. You're gonna talk about Michael. And oh, you're gonna I talk agree. About Gambino. Full, hundred percent. I agree. It you, it may not be there yet, but it is. 100% on its way and not even just as a musician but as an artist, artist and yeah. like all aspects of his art you cannot touch that man he knows what he's doing he knows what he wants to do he is far ahead of so many artists like you can't he, understand the genius uh, the that is literally and it's not just Gambino the genius that is that is fucking Ludwig and Gambino together as a unit it's it's undeniable. What was his album before this was this or the project? because the internet? No, no, no. The <sighs> awaken my love. Was awaken the last my love. So, length. so when I met Nick, he didn't know what Childish Gambino was, had no idea. And then I got the vinyl for Awaken My Love, yeah. and we played it one night. We're having wine. We're playing Uno in the living room, and his like eyes just light up, and he goes, "This is perfect." And I'm like, "I know." And he goes, "I've never heard anything like this." I go, "I know." Christian, who's my brother, and I have been trying to tell you for months, and I agree with David. I back that he's twenty years from now. This is timeless music. You're still going to be talking about, and you absolutely cannot say that for a lot of stuff out no. right now. A lot yeah. of it's just like it's I disposable. like it now. Shake your butt, yeah. move. And yeah. his music is going to stand the test of time, which is so rare. Totally, I feel like we're in a disposable music period. Yeah, and his music, you're going to be like. Wow, and and the fact that you were there, it I was livid. And I went, I went, I went <laughs> I was to happy a, for um, you, man. I went to a very tiny um, Q and A and performance with him early this year, like after the album was out for maybe not that long. Um, and he said that he and Ludwig recorded 
another album before Awaken My Love. Oh, but wow. But it was just so far, like, psychedelic and, and insane that he's like, no one will understand it. So he, like, reined it in, and, and Redbone was part of, was probably the only track from that project that he kept, and they used that kind of as the basis of what to work around for the album that was eventually Awaken My Love. Wow. But So they had all kinds of tracks that he said will never see the light of day because he, ju- he just went so fucking insanely far. But I, I hope to God we get to God, that one I mean, day. I love that he wow. went far. Like, Redbone wasn't supposed to be a top 40 record, and that's how great it was yeah. that it played on um, every format every, ever. Yeah. yeah, it was on every in every rom com, every scary movie that year. Everything, it was everything. Yes. everything. It yeah. was like the most synced, radio friendly. Like it just broke every boundary and barrier. And like, and then he was in Atlanta. Like all I, age groups, all fuck fucking man, age like groups. Everyone. You can put that alongside Al Green. You can put that alongside James Brown. You can put that alongside all of these things. Michael Jackson, like I said. Um, and, and it it stands firm, like it holds its own um, among those other artists. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. so dope. Go to our Instagram. David took crazy front row pictures. As we've said before, our Instagram is fucking lit. We take the best pictures, it only really quality is. content. Yeah. Follow us at Mad Fanatics. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell, tell your fucking friends. Tell your mama's hoes. Okay. <laughs> He's about to have the biggest year, by the way, too. Like, I think that oh, guy's gonna blow up. Even like, and more. he said that show that I was at was the last Childish Gambino show ever. Dang. So I'm just interested to see what he's gonna do with that unreleased music and everything else he's gonna work on. Is it a is it a a, a new alias? Is it under yeah. Donald Glover? What's it gonna be? I'm excited to it's see what it, yeah. what happens. Yeah. Wow, I don't think he's done. No, definitely, definitely not. not. No. Yeah, definitely. He's not. just beginning. He's like transforming, like yeah. into like a like a butterfly almost. Yeah. Like he's. I love that though. I think that's so smart. Yeah. So is it? And he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't. Does literally? He gives the least fucks of anyone. He's like, whatever. Like, I don't care about anything. Like, he's just him. He does all that, but he's still like the the most brilliant like TV and movie writer as well. Like, he's so. I knew him for something completely different. He surpassed my expectations. Troy and community, and so well received and polite and sweet, and he's a dad and like just all of the things. And he, he's very present. He's very in the moment. If you see him, wherever you see him, I don't care if it's on stage, walking down the street, whatever, um, He he's very, just lives in the moment. And it's really dope to watch. Didn't he stop the concert to tell people if they were filming to film yeah, horizontally he said, and he not said, vertically? Ex- yeah, because that, that's that's a lyric from one of his songs. Yeah, from because like, that's such a But cool. he was also like, this is church. Like, this isn't a concert. You're yeah. at fucking church right now. So experience this, enjoy it, and that's exactly what it was. It was brilliant. Yeah. Wow, that's I feel awesome. like I missed out. <laughs> you did. You gave a- Miro, <laughs> what, what, tell me what yeah. happened. What yeah. happened with that? A friend offered me tickets to go the day of, and I was uh, it was Sunday, and I was doing laundry and politely I declined and stopped. stayed at home. I was doing laundry, so I didn't go see Vince Staples and Childish Gambino. <sighs> I don't even know what to do right now. This is America. But I'm wearing clean clothes, so that's <laughs> I just can't. I just am done. There's a win and there's some. Jesus Christ. No, that's terrible. I can't believe you you didn't go to that. It's okay. We all have our thing. See, sometimes People I'm don't forget. Sometimes I just yeah, want to okay. sing it's it and okay. not drive to the forum on a Sunday. I get then. that. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that. I know, I know. But, I was in and that's country. the hard thing, too, because 
and and we all do it. There are so many shows like yeah. in the year where it's like I have tickets and I don't go because of something or other. Something comes up, but you don't know when those moments are gonna be when you're like, holy fuck! Why like did I, I miss not Justin go to that? Bieber, or Craig David, and That's I wanted right. to die? Yeah, because yes. I had a sinus infection. My yeah. video went mini viral. Yep. But Ugh. that's like such a dope thing that he did by like not telling the the general public before the show that it's his last performance. You know, saving it for the people that were there and telling them then tickets would have been scalped. It would have been yeah, a huge pandemonium. If you were there and you were in the room, you fucking win. Ugh. Totally. And God. you win, David. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to Daniel, your boy SL. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of not wanting to go to the forum for a concert, <laughs> um, I went to London. I went to London <laughs> for some shows. Um, it was funny because uh, David was there when this kind of happened, and he thankfully like encouraged me. Um, I'm an encouraging person. You are. Yeah. No. You're like it, YOLO, bitch. Let's get rich. <laughs> Do it. I'm like, yeah. Let me buy a hundred dollar jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish this was a hundred dollar concert. It was a little more expensive, but worth God. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah. So my favorite, my favorite band, hands down, no surprise, Bastille, um, did a little mini tour in London. They played eight shows in the UK. Jesus. Um, and it was all with an orchestra, a full orchestra, acu- uh, like sort of stripped acoustic reworking of their song. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm never gonna go. Um, but then as soon as they announced the dates, I realized they were playing at the Royal Albert Hall, which as a big Anglophile, um, I mean, I have concert video DVDs of the cores there and like Spice World had like the Spice mm-hmm. Girls performing there at the oh, end. Like shoot. it is such an iconic venue. Yep. And I was like, oh, my favorite band in London, my favorite city I've never been to with an orchestra. That's cool. And then I looked at the date and they were playing at that venue on my actual birthday. Whoa. Fate. Bastille in the UK on my birthday. In an iconic venue with an orchestra, like doing one of eight shows. Um, So I did it. I booked the trip and it just so happened that I saw, uh, I saw Bastille three times. I kind of toured London with Lo- them. England. <laughs> yeah, I toured England with them. I went to Manchester, went to Bristol, oh, made wow. amazing friends in um in in uh where um Bristol. Um uh, made some amazing friends in London. Um you know, did a little hop over to see uh Callum Scott in Dublin. Um saw Lau, Sam Smith and Aquilo in London while I was there. Missed Dua by a couple hours. Oh man. Um So yeah, it was like the epic trip of like 13 days, seven concerts. Um, and, but this has to be like, I, I peaked, like there's yeah. no, there's no better concert I'm ever going to go to. My favorite totally. band with an orchestra, it, first time traveling to the UK after 18, 19 years of wanting to go. Yep. God, um, yeah. and I, and I, and I did it. I was number 12 in line. Wow. Um, like I went there at seven in the morning, spent my birthday sitting outside the venue, but was, uh, you know, front row in the barricade. Um, they filmed it, hopefully for a DVD. They haven't released it yet, but they definitely filmed the whole concert. Um, and it was them with an orchestra, like to hear Pompeii wow. and to hear Flaws, like just with a with an orchestra. And yeah. they also had a choir, so it was like full on, like. And this was the third time seeing that same show, so I I wasn't worried about taking photos or filming it. I oh, did a little so bit, good. but I yeah. kind of was in the moment. I was like, I this is I'm 
spending my birthday in like the happiest place. I, I'm yeah, at a show, dang. my favorite band in London, like still yeah. geeking out. Um, and then um, they have an, they have a couple amazing mixtapes. They just released the fourth version. Mm-hmm. But in one of the earlier ones, they did um, No Angels, which is TLC's No Scrubs with yes. the XX's Angel as the background with Ella Air. And she popped up on stage. Um, so Royal Albert Hall, they have a huge organ. So Dan started playing Bad Blood on the organ at a certain point. So at, dope. At, as like the encore. Like it was just such a perfect. And I was in the barricade. Um, it's crazy. There were a couple of photographers there and like I found myself in some photos that they've taken like just in the front and it's just such a, like, I, I can't, like, it's just so crazy. I've seen, I've seen them five times this year and no matter what I do for the rest of my life, like that is yeah. going to be my favorite show of wow. all time. We just saw them like a week ago, two weeks ago. It was like two weeks ago. That was number five. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. But that's always going to be. They're actually, it's kind of crazy. I saw Sam Smith on my birthday and I've seen Ellie Golding on my birthday. Oh, that's love so Ellie cool. Golding. Yeah. Love. But they were in LA, not in like yeah. London. London. Like this yeah. was next level. It was like the whole message behind the reason you saw them too. It was just all meant to be like everything on that trip yes. fell in place. Just being yes, able to get love that. seven concerts in 13 days in a foreign country and all bands that I love and adore. Yeah. Like there wasn't anybody that was like, eh, I don't care. Like no. they, I loved every single one. So before. brilliant. God. Um, so yeah, that's always going to be my. And what's crazy too is um, I'll have to post this on our Mad Fanatics. I need to edit it, but "Flaws" is my favorite song, and I recorded that song. And I need to do a montage of like the three t- yeah. times I saw oh, them. Oh, that's awesome! I still haven't edited. I have it like synced up, but I need to edit that, and I'll post it. Um, so yeah, that's going to be forever my number one night concert of all time. I'm kind of sad because it happened and like it's just yeah. I peaked. Yeah. Everything's going to be down. Like there's no top in that to see favorite band in an orchestra on your birthday in an iconic venue halfway around the world. Like, yeah, I've, I felt done. that moment. Wow. In the moment you're happy and you're like, yeah. but nothing's ever going to be better than this ever. Absolutely. At least you were <laughs> present and you're able to like see that in the moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's and I made really some, cool. And that was just super cool is I made a lot of good friends and cause I spent like, that's so 12 good. hours in line and like yeah. went and had pints and like the bartender was like oh it's your birthday like here's a free drink like it was just such a yeah. cool all around and like i Cheerio. literally so yeah i re- literally spent my birthday like either at the show or sitting on the sidewalk outside yeah everyone's like well you didn't want to spend your day in london i was like no no like to get front row and like to make those friends like that was so worth it so wow that's we've epic. been to so many fucking shows i'm looking around like ashley's house right now <laughs> And just everything she has on the wall, I'm like, um, my 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 room is similar. I know Miro has, yeah, a lot as well. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I haven't even put together our tickets from 2017 and 18. I have in my underwear drawer over 200 concert stubs and wristbands from shows we've been to that I haven't put up on my wall yet. But no, we we go to a lot of shows, and Miro and I went to dinner with one of the our label rep friends, and she looked at us and she goes, "I'm so jaded." I don't yeah. want to go to concerts and you guys inspire me because you are always down for the count. Mm-hmm. Like you want to go see concerts. You're excited. You're pumped. You post about it on your Instagram, you blog, you podcast, whatever. And like, I think that's something that's special about us. Like I don't ever see any of us losing that oomph. Like yeah. it's just like what moves me. Like, it's just like what I want to do. Like I, it's why I work in the industry. It's why I have friends. It's like why I do this. You know what I mean? Like I may not feel it for a day. There's like a day where I'm like, I can't go. I'm so tired. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. But like, it it is definitely what motivates me. It keeps me out of depression. 
it keeps my mind yes. occupied on things outside of work. Like, it's it's someone at work even asked me, it's like, do you, do you think you've been somewhere near like five hundred shows? I'm like, bro, over. I'm over a thousand. Like, come on, we're it's 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 my favorite thing. I I will fully admit. So after I came back from London after April, I didn't really go to see a show until like June or July because I was like. I know there are people playing, but like I've kind of peaked and like there's no Give topping it a rest, this. Yeah. yeah. But even still, I was counting. I went to 57 shows this wow. year. And and some of it, it, like I counted. We went to see Wicked together. Like I counted that. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like a full that concert, is. but it was like. Um, and some of it, a lot of it was for work, you know. Um, but still, 50. I went to 57 shows this year, and that was still on a low conservative count. Like yeah. this was like a slowed down version of of what I went usually go to. Totally, because there's there's random days where it's like uh, Miro and I have been to like three shows in one day. Oh, there's a showcase here. Oh, we have to go over here now. Oh, let's go over mm-hmm. there. Like this stuff, it just happened. Oh, we legit went to three shows that night. Yeah, we did. Francis. Freedom Fry, and there was somebody else in there in the mix. Uh, it was an RCA showcase at the No Name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley, you were there. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, M- Miss Missio. Missio. Yeah, that I went to see Missio, and we went to see Francis at yeah. So Far Sounds, and then our buddies uh, Freedom Fry at uh, Davy Wayne's. It's right. Boom. Three. I'm telling you, there's. It, it just happens randomly. Or oh shit, we have to. This band's playing at Camel. Okay, that's done. Let's go to a show over here now. Like. It, it's I mean, it's seriously my favorite thing. I do not get tired of it. Um, I personally think that the second it becomes um, a job, that you're fucked. You That's know what a, I mean? The thing about you guys though is that you're not just supporting the artists you love. Like you're putting money back into music, and you got not only just going to the shows, you're getting merch, and you're really putting in. I feel a lot of people who have that opportunity to go to these shows or and get the, the like the in aren't putting money back in. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are still big, the biggest That's fans. That's very true. Yeah, and 100%. It is an ex- it's an expensive hobby. It's expensive, <laughs> and like people have like made fun of me because they're like, oh, you spent all your money on merch, and I'm like, literally, I will put that money towards um, an artist. Like, if I don't give a fuck, like, if like for Marky Basie, I spent $250 at a show, I'm going to do that because it puts money back in his pocket. Absolutely. I don't totally. give a fuck. It's money well spent. Um, but yeah, those were our best shows of 2018. Thank you, Nick, for joining in. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me and yes. having me the first guest. I've always, I listen to every show and these are my favorite ones. So amazing. Shouts to you so guys. So good having you. Love and you. And love let you. us know what shows you guys went to. Um, and follow us on Mad Fanatics because our Instagram's lit. It's we can't the most lit, enough. guys. We, we, David pays good money to be up front. I fan out. Miro's always talking to them backstage. Just follow us on Instagram. We're the best. Yeah, yeah. Love the show. Okay, bye.